This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go in Arab Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. Everyone is enjoying their summer. This week's parasha, we have the most, uh, perhaps one of the most famous stories in all of Tanakh. And perhaps one of the most difficult stories as well. Where Moshe Rabbeinu was told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after the Jewish people complained about the lack of water, Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem to go take the stick and speak to the rock. He hit the rock and was ultimately punished with a punishment that was so difficult to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was told, both him and his brother, that they're not going to be allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. And this is one of those stories that the commentaries struggle with to understand exactly what was the sin, or what was the mistake, what was the error. If you look in the Arachayim HaKadosh, he quotes ten pshatim, ten different commentaries, who discuss at length the mistake, the flaw, the error of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Arachayim HaKadosh is still not satisfied with any of their pshatim. So I'm not here today to try to understand or to even ex- explain Moshe Rabbeinu's mistakes and his flaws, but I do think that one thing we can take away from this entire story is some essential lessons in Chinuch. Some very important lessons in how to educate. When I mean educate, I don't just mean one's children or one's students, but really how to affect people around you. How to be a mashpia. How to be able to affect those around you. Right off the bat, in the beginning of the story, when the Jewish people come to complain to Moshe Rabbeinu about the lack of water, when the water stopped after Miriam died, so the Chizkuni raises an interesting question. The Chizkuni asks, why didn't Hashem punish the people for complaining about the lack of water? In all the other places when the Bnei Yisrael complained, they got in trouble for their complaining. Yet we find when it came to complaining about the water, Hashem was seemed to be very on their side. And the Chizkuni writes because they were right to complain. And he says because their needs were not being met. Every human being needs water. And when the water dried up, and when there was no water, the Jewish people had all the right in the world to be frustrated, and all the right to be upset, and they even had the right to complain to Maishu Rabbeinu. Therefore says the Chizkuni, Maishu Rabbeinu, when he brought this complaint to Hashem, Hashem was not mad at Bnei Yisrael. Because they, had, they were in the right, as we say. Because a human being cannot survive without water. I think this is a very important lesson. Very often with people, we're trying, we, we try to understand their behavior. Why are they acting so crazy? Why are they so not settled, especially with children? And sometimes the answer is because they have their physical needs are not being met. My wife often points this out to me, and she's 100% right, and she understands this from a chinuch standpoint, that when you see a child that is totally acting out of character, it's not just because they're a bad child or they're misbehaving. It's because they're hungry, they're tired, their needs, their physical needs need to be met. And they will not calm down until those needs are met. Until you give them something to eat and until you give them the sleep or whatever they need. And it doesn't reflect their behavior. And their acting out is just because their physical needs are not being met. And therefore I think over here also, sometimes you'll meet people and they're acting so, so inappropriately, so out of character. And not always is it a justification, but you have to at least understand that when their physical needs are not being met, people are going to get frustrated. And at least, with, at least with children, we have the ability to quickly give them what they need, give them the food, give them, you know, put them to bed, especially with a, a younger child. Make sure their physical needs are met, because if a human's physical needs are not met, they are going to act out. 
and they are going to complain and they have a right to ensure that their needs are being met. But Moshe Feinstein says there's another essential lesson of Chinuch from this entire story. We all know that according to Rashi, Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to talk to the rock instead instead he hit the rock. So many of the commentaries are bothered with the kasha. And a, a, hitting the rock, it's not a miracle. What was Hashem mad at Moshe Rabbeinu? You didn't make a Kiddush Hashem, you didn't bring out my name. Because if you would have spoke to the rock, it would have been a, a miracle. But hitting a rock is also a miracle. So why wasn't the mere fact that Moshe Rabbeinu hit a rock and a rock gave water, not itself, a proclamation to Hashem's greatness? So Moshe Feinstein says the takeaway from this story is when you're dealing with children, it should be speak to them, not hit them. We, we know in the world of Chinuch, it's gotten much better over the generations and over the years, but the formal way to educate children is not with the smack, it's not with the stick, it's through speech. Talk to them. Express to them. Don't hit them. Don't give them physical pain. Speak. But Ramosha, in a different place, takes it even a step further. He says, so often you think when you talk to people, you think they're not listening. You think it's not going in, you think it's not having an impact. Says Ramosha Feinstein, that's what the terrorist telling us. Talk, keep talking and talking and talking. Because you know what? It does go in. And we all know now, us adults, remember when we were children and our parents told us things. And maybe it looked like we weren't listening and maybe we weren't listening. But we heard it enough times it actually went in, it penetrated. Says Ramosha Feinstein, that's the lesson from this story. Is talk and talk and talk and keep on talking. Even if you think they're not listening. So many times we have people in our, in our world where we try to have a hashpa on them. We try to impact them and we tell them about this, that, and the other and it looks like they're not listening. But they keep talking, says Ramayusha Feinstein. You don't know what seeps in. You don't know what's going in. You don't know what makes a hashpa. So often when you talk to people, you feel like you're talking to the wall. The answer is you're not talking to a wall. You're talking to a person who is perhaps processing it, digesting it. But says Ramayusha Feinstein, never stop talking. Keep talking, keep educating, keep teaching. Keep spreading, keep, keep talking, and don't ever give up. Another element that I find is an essential message from this week's parish is brought up by Yaakov Kamenetsky. Yaakov Kamenetsky struggles with the question and all the commentaries do as to what exactly was the flaw, the mistake of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Yaakov says something amazing. Yaakov Kamenetsky explains that when Moshe Rabbeinu was told to, to speak to the rock and instead he hit the rock, it wasn't just that he went against Hashem's commandment. Explains to Yaakov Kamenetsky, at this point the Jewish people trusted and they believed in everything that came from Moshe Rabbeinu. It was not Moshe Rabbeinu's own idea. It was Moshe Rabbeinu expressing the word of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was giving over what Hashem said without his additions, without his chidushim, but strictly the word of Hashem. Explains to Yaakov Kamenetsky, now the world said to themselves, maybe not. If Hashem tells Moshe to hit the rock, if Hashem tells Moshe to speak to the rock and hit the rock, how do we know everything else Moshe Rabbeinu was not changing? Writes with Yaakov Kamenetsky, now the Jewish people were in a position to doubt the authenticity of the Torah, to doubt the tradition, to doubt everything that was so sacred to them, to question and to wonder, is it so? Is all the words that we've been heard and we've been taught from Moshe, really from Hashem? Or perhaps it's Moshe Rabbeinu's own version, his own twist. So by doing this slight change, it didn't just mean he went against the words of Hashem, but he made the Jewish people wonder, is this authentic? Can we trust him? Is it really his words or is it really Hashem's words? So often in life when we do things, people under us watch and they see what we do. And they say to ourselves, ah, oh, so it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that. 
when a parent or a teacher or, or, or a Rebbe lies, then the student says, well, it's okay for you, it's okay for me. So often we learn and we gain from those above us, and we follow their actions, and we say, well, if that's okay, then this is okay also. And we start a new trend that sometimes is against halacha. I was telling to, a, I teach now a group of uh, counselors and, and junior counselors in a day camp, and I told them that you have to realize if you want the children in camp to listen to you, you have to listen to the rules as well. They watch you. They see you. If they see you not following the rules, they're not going to follow the rules. But if they see you following the rules, they too will follow. We now see so many politicians who made very strict COVID laws and didn't keep them. Many of them are feeling the backlash now because that's one thing the many people can't tolerate. Don't make sets of rules for me and you don't follow them. Therefore, here also, Maish Rabbeinu presented a major dilemma to the Jewish people. That they're going to veer off from the words of Hashem? So the whole Torah is not authentic anymore. It's Maish Rabbeinu's version. It's no longer the Torah that we were given, that was told to us as a tradition from Maish Rabbeinu. So this too is a very essential lesson that we need to take away from this week's parsha. And lastly, another essential lesson for education is pointed out by Rabbi Fran, quoting from the Sefer Shem Tov, who, Shem and Tov that points out that in this week's parsha. The Bnei Yisrael complained about the water. But he says this wasn't the first time they complained. In Parashat B'Shalach, almost 40 years earlier, the Jewish, complained, the Jewish people complained for water. But there they were much more graphic and frustrated in their, in their, in their claim. And the Savior Shem and Toy points out, we see from over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu should have appreciated the fact that they grew. They weren't as rough and tough this time around when they were asking for water. Maybe it was legitimate, like we said from the Svarna, from the Chizkuni. But... They, they, they did it in a much tamer, not such a rough and tough way like they did in Parashat B'Shalach. And he points out that this was another mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu should have appreciated the growth of the Bnei Yisrael. Maybe it's small, maybe it's baby steps, but he should have acknowledged that this was an accomplishment. And that's why one of the pshatim that Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake was he referred to the Bnei Yisrael as Amarim. He got mad at them, he got frustrated at them. He should have taken a step back and said, well, I'm so proud of you. Look at you. You asked in a much nicer way than you did last time. Very often, when we're, when we're around people, especially children, or other people, we have to acknowledge their milestones. We have to appreciate the, the, the little steps that they made. They're not there yet, they're not perfect, but we need to acknowledge and we need to express and we need to be proud of the little steps that we make in life. If you notice someone that, that works for you and they're trying to get better, express it to them. Say, I noticed that you're doing this better. Give them that sense of accomplishment. Give them that sense of, I noticed that you're working on it. So that I believe as we walk away from this week's parasha, the classical story that we're all familiar with of Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake, I think we need to look at it from a chinuch standpoint. That there are perhaps four messages that we need to learn in the world of chinuch, and not just chinuch, but in the world of interacting with people. We need to learn when people's physical needs are not met, they're going to act a little different than usual, and they need to have those needs met. We need to learn <clears throat> to keep on talking, keep educating, keep preaching. Even if they, look, even if they look, look like they're not listening, especially with children. It looks like they're not listening, but they're listening, they're getting it. Let's remind ourselves of Yaakov Kamenetsky's message of the authenticity of the Torah and the authenticity of our tradition that we're passing down to our children. And the way we behave should reflect the way we tell them to behave. And lastly, and lastly the idea of the Sefer Shem and Toiv, let's, let's realize small accomplishments and give credit where credit is due, even if they're small accomplishments. And Hashem, when we take away these messages from this week's parasha, we'll be better parents, grandparents, mashpiim, will be better people around, will be able to be marbish shalim in the world, will be able to bring peace, will be able to teach Torah, will be able to be a light unto the nation, will be a source of nachas,
Kakarish Baruch Hu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.